Uh, Max Orcus is with us. All you can carry is the is the short film. Uh, it's a really interesting film. I guess it's a family war drama. I guess that's how I would describe it. Would that be correct, Max? Yeah, yeah. And this is a short I mean, script. Do you guys do you plan on getting or filming it or getting someone to film it? Because I guess it it does have the materials that it won't be the budget wouldn't be too crazy. I guess you can really you could you can shoot it with good sound effects and etc. Yeah, well, so uh, let's start from the top. Yeah, so to address the first part of your question, um, I have been uh, talking to a director, filmographer, uh, or videographer uh, about shooting it. Um, and yes, I did keep it purposely contained. I wanted it to be super micro budget for th those purposes. So to give people uh, a, a summary, uh, it, it gets, it's about a couple who live with their 92-year-old uh, mother in Ukraine, and the uh, Russians start to invade. So it's a very timely and present-day script that you must have written a lot this year alone. And then they're forced to make difficult choices, and the choices are there's a way out, or do they stay and kind of like fight the fight, I guess, right? Yeah, essentially. Um, well, so <clears throat> it's it's about so the main character, the protagonist, Vladislav, um, he's a family man um, and uh, they actually have a ticket out of Ukraine uh, because um, they're sort of, you know, better off than the average population. And they have a daughter who lives in the States. Uh, so they just you know, they can just go and join her. But uh, Vladislav decides to stay put and take care of his abusive, very abusive, I'd say nasty mother-in-law who, and it's, she just didn't just become abusive. She's been abusing him for many, many years. But he decides to do the humane thing and stay and take care of her because she uh, is not transportable um and she's uh, uh bedridden i don't know if that's the politically correct expression these days yeah. but uh she can't get out of bed <clears throat> and she's 92 uh, right so she's 92 and the doctors say she can't travel she'll die yeah and so they're stuck there and they're getting bombed they're getting shelled and uh they just kind of um and and so he wants to send his wife off to America to join their daughter. And of course, uh, the wife, she would actually abandon her mother, but she can't abandon her husband. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's a very complex situation. And, and the thing, and not just complex, it's just a, it's a terrifying and a very unpleasant situation because there's guilt and there, there is um, a sense of responsibility. And he, the, the way he explains it to his daughter, who's deathly scared for her parents, for their safety, because they're, they're literally being shelled, like their uh, house is being shelled. There are expo explosions all around, and the longer they wait, the worse it gets, because the Russians are grinding down the, the Ukrainian defenses. And so he, the way he explains it to his um, daughter is he's not doing it for the grandma. He's doing it for himself because he doesn't want to lose his humanity. He doesn't want um, 
to have this abandonment on his conscience and he's not going to let the Russians, the enemy, do this to him. Yeah. That's worse than that. And I wanted to, <clears throat> like one of the challenges, you, as you rightly mentioned, it is a very timely script and I was afraid it might be exploitative because, you know, I don't want to get ahead yeah. uh, on people's pain. Um, and that was you know for a couple of weeks i struggled with that and i didn't want to write it but then because this is a story based on um a family i know personally um i felt you know what if they don't make it like this this story needs to be told i owe i i, I owe it to my friends it was an emotional story for me uh my family uh, is from Russia and from Ukraine. My father is from Ukraine. My mother is from Russia. I was born in Moscow. Um, and um, I have, this war is very personal to me. And it affected, it, it's affecting a lot of my friends, uh, lots of them in Ukraine. And I felt, you know, this story was like begging to get out of me and I needed to write it and I didn't want it to be a documentary uh, because that's pornographic. Um, and I didn't want it to be an unprocessed story. So I, it was hard for me because I was calling my friends, at, you know, to check in on them. And um, a lot of the details they told me didn't actually make get into the script because I wanted it to be fiction. So I did research uh, and I borrowed a lot of details from other similar mm -hmm. situations. Um, and then I changed other things up and uh, that's that's how I came up with the script. And that's my very, very long-winded answer to your very short question. No, wait, so, but let's talk, we can talk about that in a second, but from a, just from a thematic standpoint, it could be any war. It could be any any situation. It's just that you just happen to happen to have it this situation because it tackles a really interesting conflict, right? And it's about people's. It's about an individual's ideal idealisms and values. She's ninety two years old. She's not a good person, and and she's not was and arguably it's a short script, but you kind of assume she wasn't the greatest mother. So f her. Let's get out of here and let's save ourselves, right? That's that's that heard. would be that would be majority of people's opinion, right? But then there's a value system of like family, and then as you said, it's like it's like what are your ideals? What do you what are you saying for your daughter? What do you what are you trying to tell your daughter, right? And it, it adds up to an interesting quandary, and it's like there's no right answer, there's no wrong answer. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's an interesting kind of story that you set up. Sure. Well, I mean, yes, and it's. Uh, unfortunately, not a unique situation. Uh, I know other people who, in the beginning of this war, at least, I don't know about now, I hope not, but they they, they were in this exact same situation. What are you doing? Well, my husband uh, went off to fight the Russians and, uh, you know, I could get out. I have, uh, you know, uh, friends or family in this country or that country. I could go. They're inviting me, but I'm staying for grandma, you know, so it's not it's not just this family. Many families are this um humane and this heroic and it's and it's actually um heartwarming to uh to know that 
and um, if it hadn't been for the script, I may not even know it now. You know, I, 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 it may have made me less cynical, actually, writing the script. Yeah. As, no, it's as interesting, but the, the thing is that you add up the, the layers of conflict because there is a daughter who hasn't yeah. lived her life yet, right? Yeah. That basically who's in the crosshairs, like from a, from a, 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 a situation that she had nothing, she has nothing to do with, right? Yeah. And so like, you want to save her, like the, the audience would audience if it's made into a film, which it should be because it will lead to that debate. It was like, well, let's, shouldn't she be saved over yeah. anybody, right? And again, yeah. it's well, also about honor, it's about like, what is, what is your value system? Like, what is, what is life about? What does life mean for you, for that individual, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, so I'm a parent. Sure. And I don't know how I would have acted in a situation like this. I don't, because I, you know, the, the grandma is 92 and, you know, she's kind of on her, on her way out and she, you know, might be getting her just desserts. Yeah. Well, um, I'm a parent and I'm getting out basically. I like, I already know what the answer is, right? Like I, I would probably, probably choose i don't know if it's the braver or the more cowardly option but i would want to stay alive for my son mm-hmm. you know, because I, I wouldn't want to deprive my son of a father yeah. you know so no, that's that's what i'm saying so it could be any war it could be any situation you just set up a very interesting conflict yeah. right that's that's the whole point right i mean most wars uh, unfortunately in this sense are stupidly the same um so i think the statistic is at least 33 percent of victims of any modern day war are civilians so this or not even modern day it's just that the statistic Mm -hmm. uh, these statistics came about you know in the past several decades uh but i'm sure it's it could be said about any war and my hope is you know if this script is ever made um uh you know some sometime in the future a soldier might watch the movie um and it could be actually proof of concept for a feature film yeah so you know hypothetically speaking if the stars align and if if i'm still alive by then you know <laughs> there there might be a movie and somebody <laughs> might watch it yeah. and they and they might decide to disobey a criminal order or maybe it's a pilot and he'll go and bomb an empty field instead of a city yeah you know because you might think or she might think you know what this could be my family i could be bombing them we're all the same mm-hmm. and that's kind of the whole point no, you got it. It's like it, it's a it's a it's, that's why it's an award winning short. So I'm assuming it's doing like uh, what's your motivation to submit to festivals like ours and get like for feedback or are you looking for kind of well, uh, recognition? I mean, I'm kind of uh, well, all of it, yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm trying to get some uh, feathers in my cap, um, and it's working. I mean, I've had other scripts features and uh, shorts that have done well, that have uh, made the finals and won in their categories and uh, were officially selected. This script so far has done the best. It has 
received, I believe, a dozen official selections, a couple first places, and an honorable mention. Yeah. So, so so far so good, and and hopefully, uh, you know, when I'm ready to seek representation, I mean, I'm ready to seek now. <laughs> yeah. But when I'm actually seeking representation, this this could bode well for me. I don't I I don't know. I hope so. So so you like it's it's like like you said it's, it's a little very personal. You have um, obviously you have a horse in in this like I it's a bad term, but a horse in the race of like in terms of the conflict that's going on, and uh, and from both sides of the family, I'm assuming. But I'm sure you have talking to you and reading between the lines, you have a certain perspective of how you see things, I guess, right? Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. Uh, I think maybe it's doing so well, not just because it's timely, the script, but uh, also because maybe it um, showcases my voice. Mm -hmm. Because uh, in, for, in this particular case, and I, I have many ideas and, you know, I'm working on a whole bunch of stuff and, uh, you know, it's not my first rodeo before I started writing movie scripts. Uh, I was writing short stories and things like that. And, and I've always written poetry and I've been published a bunch of times, you know, uh, uh, I've, by now I, I have a pretty good bibliography, but in this particular case, I felt I had something to say, like something real yeah. to say something, you know, I don't want to sound pompous, but, you know, something the world could potentially benefit from. Um, it's not about me. It's about the script. Right. So uh, I think maybe that's why it's doing so well, because um, it, it I was passionate about it and it was it, it's it's real and it's really yeah. it's sincere and heartfelt. Yeah. No, it also brings up kind of like a generational um, value system as well, where this guy is kind of, uh, your community character is kind of old school in a sense, right? Where at least from an idealistic standpoint, where we look back at certain wars or certain generations where like, like, you know what I mean? People served for, you know, for the country or for the honor, whatever that means. And then kind of like, we kind of like, this is generally speaking, kind of live in a generation of like, we take care of ourselves. Like we're, we can, well, if we don't need to fight, we, we won't fight. We're out of here kind of a thing. Right. It's sort of like, it's an interesting, like from just from a macro sense, like it's interesting war now because you're seeing civilians fight in, in civilians. Like I, I think even the Russians are, I thought that unexpected, right. They thought that people were, you know, it wasn't going to be as competitive, I guess, right? So, like, it's it's an interesting kind of value system of where you are, and your your script kind of like talks about that. In, like, yeah, in very I mean, I was I'm, I'm I'm glad that came through in in the in the script. Um, it is a weird war. Um, it in many ways, I don't want to go into too much detail on this, but um, it's it's a very unusual and surprising war. And yes, the Russians weren't expecting this much resistance and because um, their top echelons were uh, malinformed. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, I mean, based on everything I've read and heard about this and um, it, what I wanted to be, so 
you know, it's kind of, you know, I'm a, I'm a dude and I love uh, some, some of the, some of the better war movies, you know, like saving private Ryan, things like that. Yeah. You know, but I, I didn't want this to be from a soldier's perspective. I'm sure there will be a bunch of movies or shows or whatever, um, a bunch of material uh, on this war from a soldier's perspective, which is also tragic, you know, and uh, in many instances, I'm sure even on the Russian side, a lot of, a lot of these kids, I doubt they actually want to be there. Cool. Well, you know? Yeah. I'm uh, assuming none of them want to be there. Right. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, from what I'm hearing, some people uh, from the lesser developed areas of Russia, they're not eager, but kind of keen to go because it brings uh, it's a, it's a social lift and there there's money involved because they get contracted out and they, you know uh, they get paid uh, and uh, field pays is better than uh, you know uh, barracks pay or whatever it's called and and if they die their parents can buy a car with that money you know uh so it's some some of the some of these people uh, and and there's also in a very very medieval twist there's loot involved you know lots lots of these kids like they come from really poor underdeveloped areas uh they're not very well educated uh they're not very worldly and they've never seen like a coffee maker yeah or 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 a flush toilet you know, and so they they steal all that stuff and they send it all back home. And uh, it's really sad. I mean, you know, like risking your life for for I could see that you, I could see you mailing a, a, a coffee maker, but not a toilet. That's that's quite the mail uh, to send send yeah. back home a toilet. That's 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 what I hear. Like, I don't know if it's a fact, but yeah. I'm sure there, there are areas in yeah. rural Russia where, you know, yeah. they still have outhouses. Hey, listen, so, it's not as extreme <laughs> as in the States, but like the way you're describing it is why a lot of people, in the, even in the United States, join the military, right? Like they're from a certain impoverished uh, uh, community. There's money, there's, they can make some money there. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's, it seems to be this kind of a similar kind of story, I guess, right? It's always been like this. And yeah. I mean, in ancient Rome, uh, after um, a couple of centuries of Roman expansion, uh, Roman citizens from Italy proper didn't want to go serve anymore. Just like right now, uh, people in like Moscow or St. Petersburg, they're too well off uh, and they can pay people off, you know, and, and uh, dodge the draft. Um, and, and it's done every day. They do it all the time. And the same thing happened in ancient Rome. And then uh, the way um, they lured people into the professional Roman army was they promised them Roman citizenship and a piece of land if they survive their service. Um, and, and it was people from the provinces that Rome had occupied and conquered uh, who, who served in the army. And it's, it's, you know, it's a similar situation, you know, it's the poor people or the poorer people in the States, the poorer people in Russia, it's 
Although, I mean, I know lots of actual uh, professional soldiers and Marines um, in the United States, and uh, lots of them started out as idealists. And I know a couple of Marines who uh, were in the initial invasion of Iraq, uh, and they then they did a second tour, and they completely they were not demoralized, but uh, they were kind of uh, disappointed toward the end. You know, they were like, you know, we didn't know why we were there. Those people didn't want us there. We weren't really yeah. helping. It's kind of like it just in my experience, like I've just never seen anything like this end well for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, listen, it's a really well, like this to go back, it's like a really well written script. It's like polished, it's perfectly timed. There's not like a lot, a lot, everything's there for a reason. You know what I mean? It's not overwritten. It's not too long. It's perfectly like, it's a perfect 16 page short script that kind of tells, tells a proper story. Like I said, it's a timely story, of course, cause it's about, it's about this present day, but also thematically it's about going back to what you're saying. It's about kind of like repeated kind of themes, I guess. Right. Of like in, in, in every, in every war and every kind of conflict, I guess. Right. I mean, war dehumanizes, right? In order for you to want to kill somebody, you, it's, it's much harder to kill somebody you call a human than somebody you call, I don't know, let's say a cockroach. Yeah. You know, so you, you have to dehumanize your enemy, but killing also dehumanizes you. And all those uh, deprivations, all the hardships soldiers and civilians go through yeah. Um, it, it weighs on your psyche. And um, I think it, I, it's a timely story, but I hope it is or can become a timeless story um, because it really talks about. And, and again, um, I have no empirical experience with war, but I have researched it very thoroughly and mm -hmm. I use only primary sources yeah. and um, you know, I hope I was able to capture what most people go through in this sort of situation. Yeah. You know, I hope, I hope people will see themselves in my characters. That's, I guess that's the hope of any screenwriter. Right. I just want, I want to point out that it's funny because I, because I see your film or freeway page that I'm not going to date us, but you and I are both from the same year. Born the same year, actually, we're both born in the same month. Funny enough, and uh, we're both Generation X, and we're we're kind of the in terms of war, we're the lucky generation because we haven't experienced it, right? Like we are, we're we we from an American standpoint, we missed Vietnam, we missed uh, the Gulf War, right? Like so, basically, you know what I mean? So like so like we never like so we're luck we're the lucky ones, I guess, right? So we're talking about it, but we have to I have to point out that we're like kind of like we're talking from a from a theoretical standpoint because we never really experienced anything firsthand i guess right yeah yeah it, i consider myself extremely lucky yeah and you know um again uh i was born in the uh former soviet union and one of my grandfathers uh went through the entire war and you know he was a combat officer in the artillery and he never really talked about it, uh, but he did write memoirs later. And um, uh, 
he was very traumatized and he had very severe PTSD. Um, and it went untreated, obviously, because it wasn't a thing, you know, back in the old country. Um, so I don't have firsthand experience with war, thank goodness, as you said, you know, but I have seen what it does to people. Um, and it, and this kind of trauma rings across generations. Like I know it affected my father mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, this sort of thing rolls downhill. So it obviously affected me as well. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure many people are in the same boat, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, that's another reason why war is, uh, or this specific war is personal to me. Got well, yeah, obviously. Well, it's a great script. Uh, we wish you the best. Hopefully it gets made into a film. And if it does, uh, we can chat about the film then and we can kind of see what the audience, how the audience responds to such an interesting kind of like quandary, right? It's almost like a, it's like a, you know, like a Sophie's Choice kind of situation where like, there's a, there's whatever choice you make, there's a wrong, there's a, there's, there's going to be some bad to it, I guess. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Which makes I, I for mean, an interesting story, obviously. Right. Yeah. I was just lucky this dilemma kind of fell into my lap because, because a dilemma is what makes a great character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for the kind words and yeah, I hope it does get made into a movie. That's obviously a dream come true. All right. Congratulations. And hopefully we can talk again. All right, thank you so much. Great talking to you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Hassan, Ben, Brinkhorn.